I was just at the Pat Robertson celebration today, his going home celebration. What a blessed service we had. And I want to share some thoughts with you that, you know, I believe will really bless you. And thank you for being with me today. And I pray the Lord will really use this to strengthen you and bless your life. The family, Pat Robertson's family, invited me to be a part of the service today that took place at CBN in Virginia Beach. And I was just so blessed to be there. And I want to just talk to you because so many of you sweet people have a loved one in heaven. And I just want to remind you and to encourage you of what the Bible says about our loved ones in glory. First of all, there's no such thing as death in, in the Bible because the Bible says, this we say unto you concerning them which are asleep. So they're not dead, they're only asleep. Their bodies are asleep. But I love to read this portion that I think is so amazing. For if we believe, I'm reading 1 Thessalonians 4, 14. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him, meaning they're alive right now. God bring with him, meaning they are with the Lord right this minute. They are more alive than they've ever been in their life on earth. I'm talking, I'm sure, to someone who needs this word. And so Paul the Apostle knew that the church would need this, so he said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, sorrow not, like others that have no hope, because we have hope. We know the Bible. We know the promises of God. We do not need to sorrow as others that don't have any hope. But we know the Word of God. We know what the Bible says. Look, my mom is in heaven. My daddy is in heaven. And I can tell you that there's been moments in my life where I miss them terribly, as I'm sure you have too with your, love, with your loved ones. But then I remind myself, wait a minute, they're not dead. They are with the Lord. And all we have to rely on is the Bible, not our emotions, not what people tell us, not some dreams we've had, the Word of God, the Word of God. We cannot even trust, you know, it's wonderful to hear stories of people who have gone and come back, but we have no re reliable facts from that. You cannot rely on someone's experience just because they said so. The Word of God, that's all we have to rely upon. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, not somebody else's word, by the word of, of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And you know the one of the great promise for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them, with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. So you will meet your loved ones in the clouds, not in heaven, in the clouds. Now, I want to also share something so wonderful and powerful with you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And this has so blessed me. This so blessed me. After my mom went to be with the, with the Lord, I was reading this 
Amazing chapter. I got so comforted, so comforted. So Paul says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. You know, think about a suit or a dress you buy. And after a while, that suit or dress gets too old to keep it. That's all the body is. That's all the body is. It's an earth suit that one day is no good because God has a brand new body for you. A brand new suit, basically. Eternal in heaven. For this we know, if our earthly house, and Paul calls it a tent, of this tabernacle were dissolved. So the body is simply a shell, the tent, the suit we live in while on this globe. And then one day it gets too old and too worn out, it's got to go, okay? That's all really what happens to us saints at that moment. Your mom, your dad, your loved one, they simply took the suit off. It was no good anymore. It was, it was too weak, maybe because of age or disease or other things. We have a building of God. We have a brand new body waiting for us. An house not made with hands. Eternal in the heavens. Now you gotta understand though, that this body that God has given us is the seed for the new one. So when we talk about, we have a brand new body, God is prepared for us. We have to understand, that this mortal must put on immortality through being sown in the grave. The seed has to be sown. And Paul says that amazingly in 1 Corinthians 15, what he talks about how a body is sown in corruption and raised in incorruption. It has to be sown there, right? It has to go into the grave. The body goes in the grave. Not the person. Your mommy, your daddy, my mom, my dad, your loved ones, those that have gone, you know, before, are not in the grave. They're not in the casket. Today, I was looking at the casket. Well, the body or tabernacle or tent of Pat Robertson, my dear friend for many years, who has loved me and ministered to me more than you'll ever realize. I met him back in 1977. Today is 2023. We are June of 2023. But think about, for all those years I've, I've known that amazing man, man of God. When I was in the hospital, he was the first one to call me and pray with me in 2015. But I'll never forget when, when, when I was young. He gave me a word. It was so precious. It was so uplifting. He walks in front of me and says, and repeats the scripture from Jude to me. And I began weeping. I felt the blessed presence of Jesus. I sensed his presence where he says, that God is able to keep us from falling and to present us before his throne blameless, without blame, with joy. 
And I'm telling you what, when, when he said those words to me, I was young. I sensed God's blessed Holy Spirit. And today, today, when I was sitting there in the service, not very far from where his family was sitting, and Gordon got up for the benediction of the service, and, and you, you can see it on YouTube, it was so, such a precious meeting. What a precious celebration. And he just said the words about God is able. And I'm thinking he's going to say what his father said to me years ago. And suddenly that, that memory came back. And I said, Lord, thank you that you're going to keep me from falling. Even at my age, 70, you know, I cannot trust my own body. I, I cannot trust my own heart. Neither can you, frankly, because we just don't trust ourselves. Our trust is in the Lord. And Paul said, God is able to keep us. We cannot keep ourselves. And to present us before his throne, blameless, no blame, with joy. To the only wise God. What a precious promise. And I'm thinking about this man of God who has blessed me more than, oh my goodness, I can't even, I can't even imagine the times I've been blessed by that man of God. I used to watch him before I got saved in Canada. When he came on the first time in Toronto, I wasn't even born again yet. And I was so moved by that man. And later, after I got saved, he became my friend in 1977. So think about it, I saw him on TV back in 1970 or 71 on some, some, I don't even remember how, but anyways, all I can tell you is that precious man is with the Lord now. And I want to remind you of the promise of God. It says, for in this we groan, verse 2, 2 Corinthians 5, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Think about God Almighty is preparing for us a body now in heaven itself. But our present body has to be sown in the earth for us to receive a new one. So God is not going to just switch it, except for those who are still alive. But think about that God Almighty says that those who are in the grave, it's like the seed for a new body. You know, it's a mystery we know that we which are alive and remain shall not precede them that are asleep. Will not prevent them from being raised, basically. So God Almighty is, is going to uh, create an amazing miracle in transforming this, this body of dust into a body like his own. Hallelujah. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan. Dear Lord, how I groan. Being burdened. You know, we want to be free from this body of corruption. Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? So it says here that we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, 
not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. That mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self for the self same thing is God, who has also given unto us the earnest or the down payment of the Holy Spirit. And then Paul says something amazing. He says, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. But we walk by faith. Being absent doesn't mean his presence is not, is not real, because we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather, willing rather, to be absent from the body. So you think about your loved ones, you know, maybe I'm talking to someone who is, who is struggling with cancer, struggling with a disease, and maybe you heard no hope. I think sometimes we make a mistake in wanting to stay in a body that does not want to stay. Because it says here, we are willing rather to be absent from the body, especially when you're in pain. My dad had lung cancer. He smoked so, so often when he was young and he was 58 years of age when he passed. And he had met the Lord a few years before that. And I remember my mom and, and the family praying so hard that God would heal my dad. And uh, we all were at the hospital, Mount Sinai in, 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 in Canada, in Toronto. And I prayed, I said, Lord, if you want him home, take him home today so he won't suffer any longer. And my precious father was gone within hours. So I said, Lord, or you heal him or take him home so he doesn't suffer. I think my daddy, we don't know that because he was, he was not able to talk and they had him, you know, uh, under some heavy, what, what's the word, sedation, yeah. And uh, I think in his own heart he was wanting to go home. And I think sometimes when we, when we fight it, we, the family, fight it, we keep them in pain. I'm telling you, I'm talking to somebody that needs to hear this right now that you, you're begging God to keep your loved one in this body that is taken over by pain and disease. No, no, it says here, willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. It's way better to be with Jesus than stay in a body that is so bound by pain. Yeah, we all believe God. He was gone. I believed it all my life. And when, when my father went to be with the Lord, my mom said, why, why, why? I said, Mom, he smoked all his life, almost. And, and the family said, well, why didn't God heal him? My, my answer was simple. God Almighty was not going to pull the cigarette out of his mouth. 
my dad chose to smoke for as many years as I remember growing up. And finally, his lungs could no longer contain and could no longer stay uh, working right. And he was gone. It's like, it's like people who, who uh, have accidents when they jump in a pool and they break their neck or have some kind of a, an injury and then they cry out for God to heal them. Well, is God supposed to turn that pool, pool you know, around just because someone doesn't check the depth of the water? See, so God Almighty sometimes wants his children home because they're too much in pain. I would rather, and Paul says, I say and willing rather to be absent from the body. There are times God just wants his children home. I remember a man coming to a, to a crusade one time. And he had cancer, I remember that. And his family was crying and weeping. And the Lord said, you tell them. I want him home. That was a tough moment for me. In front of 20,000 people. I said, I would pray for you. I would ask God to heal you. But it's God's will to take you home. And they were stunned. I would not have said that maybe when I had started the ministry. But after seeing so many people, I've seen so many people in such terrible pain. I think what happened to my, to my own father really kind of woke me up. That there are times when they just want to go home. I didn't plan on saying all this. I'm maybe saying it because somebody needs to hear this. And what a great healing that is. What a great healing to be free from the pain. To be free from the disease. I've seen countless, countless, in the hundreds of thousands of people healed, free from disease. God gave them extensions, uh, extended their life in their years. But it was always in fulfillment of his plan for their life. Can I tell you a story? I was invited one time to pray for a lady down in Mexico saint of God she had tumors all over her body sitting in a in a wheelchair and a man and his wife invited me to come to Mexico Mexico, Mexico City and I went down there and that sweet woman was waiting for me in that house on this on this wheelchair covered with tumors her name was Cecilia and as I was about to pray for her. She said, Pastor Benny, please don't pray for me. She said, in my, in my disease, I found the presence of Jesus. I'm afraid, she said, if you'd pray that I would be healed, I could lose the presence of Jesus. She said, I would rather have the tumors and know the presence of Jesus than be free from them and not know the presence of Jesus. Because she said in her disease she found the Lord's presence. I was so stunned by the presence of the Lord in the room when she said that. When she said that, 
the presence of God was so rich, I began to weep. I got on my knees. I said, Cecilia, lay hands on me. Pray for me now. Because I was so overwhelmed by this lady who was in, in love with, with the Lord in such a way that she refused to, to, to receive a healing. She said, no, I don't want to be healed. I want to be with the Lord. And so death is not, no, no, no. There's no such thing. Death is not the end. The body is simply asleep. And one of these days that body will awake. Rex Humbert tells the story of a little boy who was a beautiful Christian uh, young, young man. Uh, and and uh, he passed. And his father was not a, a Christian, his mom was. And the father walked into the funeral home and saw the body of his, of his, of his son. And uh, he kissed him on the forehead. He said, goodbye, son, goodbye forever. And the mom came and kissed him and she said, I'll see you in the morning, baby, I'll see you in the morning. That's the difference because of our faith. So that ye sorrow not as others which have no hope. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And now the Lord says he'll bring them with him, meaning they're with him now. So now Paul concludes by, wherefore, he says, we labor that whether we be present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Whether in this life or absent from this life, we may be accepted of him. Wow. Well-pleasing is the Greek to him. That's my greatest prayer, is that when I see the Lord, see what it says on that billboard? It says, anxious, Jesus offers rest. Oh, I love that. Where we, we are driving to Charleston, South Carolina. I decided to actually drive back to Florida. We drove up, we didn't fly, we drove up. And it was wonderful, I really enjoyed it, by the way. And I stopped in, in Asheville, North Carolina, to spend time with my children who were there. And we went on from there to Virginia, Virginia Beach. Now we're driving back and I'm just loving this. But I'll tell you something just before I say goodbye and pray with you. Wherefore we labor that whether we be present or absent, we may be accepted or well-pleasing to the Lord, accepted of Him. Yes, you will see your loved one. Yes, you're gonna have breakfast with them, lunch with them, take beautiful walks with them, holding their hand. Maybe I'm talking to somebody who has a baby or a child in heaven. You're gonna see him again. And they'll be fully grown. <laughs> because, the, because the Lord is taking care of it all. So all is well. So it says, comfort each other with these words. And I, that's what I wanted to do today because I, I was reminded today, I, I, I was looking at the people sitting there and, and the family of 
dear Pat Robertson, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, look look at the peace on their on on their faces, and it was a celebration. So Lord, I thank you for your blessed word, precious promises in Scripture. Lord, I pray that many, many, many of your blessed people will be strengthened today. Those who have loved ones in heaven, rejoicing, rejoicing. We all rejoice. We will see our loved ones again and be with you and them forever. But Lord, you're the one. You're the one we want to see and be with forever. And thank you, Lord, that you will include our families to be there with us. To you be all the praise and all the glory. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. Well, thank you for letting me spend this time with you. And uh, thank you for loving the Lord. And thank you for giving to his work. I'm so grateful to you, wonderful partners, for giving to the Lord regularly. And I'm going to ask you to give again today because giving really is living. I mean, when we give, we live. We, you know, the Dead Sea is dead because it doesn't give anything. If we give, we live. Look at this. Jesus is Lord. I love this, you know. We see all these billboards glorifying Jesus on this highway. I love it. Well, giving is more important today to us believers than it's, it's ever been before because we are facing, the world is facing, a dangerous tomorrow and a very troubled tomorrow financially for the world. But we who are sowing in the kingdom of God have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about because God says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all your increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and your presses will burst out with new wine, and I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his seed begging for bread. Think about the promises we have, promise after promise after promise, that God will take care of us financially for the rest of our lives, as long as we sow seed. So Lord, bless them as they obey you. Reward them as they gift your work right now. In the blessed, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, you can sow right now. You can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org, or you can simply text BHM 45777. And I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be back, you know, to my, to actually in Florida. And, but I may even come to you tomorrow still from the car because we'll be driving still tomorrow. Uh, for a few hours anyways from Charleston but uh, make sure to be with us tomorrow for a blessed time again in Jesus much love bye bye Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades making the move from analog television to digital broadcasts HDTV the internet streaming live events and social media today's fast changing bold new world brings an entirely new set of challenges. What we did in 1974 when this ministry began, or in 2000, or even 2022, will not be effective in 2023. And who knows what 2024 and beyond will bring. 
Benny Hens Ministry has been at the forefront of each innovation that provides a better way of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world more effectively and efficiently. Today, more than ever before, we stand on the edge of a bold new world. From the beginning, the Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. This is a new hour. This is the Joshua generation. Now I want to tell you something. The first thing God said to Moses is go down. The first thing he said to Joshua is arise. We're not a people who are going down. We're the ones who are rising up. Even with controlled temperature storage facilities, time has been the enemy. Tape warping, decay, housing detachments, cracks, shredding, and breakdowns happen. Older tapes break, disintegrate, and require surgical type methods of restoration. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. To God be the glory. A conservative estimate to finish this digitation process is a million dollars to restore the final 30% of these disintegrating tapes and move everything over to a much more permanent digital format. The project, already started, can be completed fairly quickly. Imagine, if you will, what could happen if all of our digitized material could be used to translate everything into every language on Earth. It is possible. Even better, how exciting would it be to translate these materials using the same voice as originally spoken, yet in all of the different dialects around the world? Pastor Benny speaks several languages, but imagine if his teachings became available online with him speaking in Swahili, Mandarin, Portuguese, Belarusian, or Cherokee. This amazing AI tool will be useful around the world. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come until the Lord returns. And with artificial intelligence tools that can translate all of the digitized materials into languages around the world, we can truly fulfill our Lord's great commission. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. It's time to finish the job. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all.